greatest loss of all. I still remember clearly that early June Saturday. The day had begun with anticipation, as all market days do. Grief was the furthest thing from my mind the morning Caleb Yoder smiled at me for the first time ever. I was minding my own business, selling my baked goods to eager customers, when I had a tingling awareness of someone nearby watching me. I looked up, and there he was. I felt a rush of energy, as if something inside me was saying, Is he the one? Caleb's admiring gaze lingered after his handsome smile, and by afternoon, my next oldest sister, 19-year-old Nan, was telling me something Caleb's own sister Rebecca had whispered to her, that Rebecca wished Caleb might court me. Such a wonderful good thing to hear. Now, if I hadn't secretly liked him for several years, the smile and the whisper would have meant little, and the day would have been like any other. Instead, it was the collision of the best and worst days of my life. My sister Susie died that evening. Younger than me by just eleven months, she drowned before she had a chance to be baptized and join church, a giant strike against our souls. Mama and I were alone in the bakery shop when the policeman came with the wretched news, and I couldn't stop shaking long into the night. Nearly a hundred days have come and gone, and at times it seems Susie's untimely death has started a whole chain of unusual events. I'm aware of a hole in my middle, like someone reached in and pulled a big part of me out. This mixed with a measure of anger. Surely the Lord God and Heavenly Father could have done something to protect her, to keep her from dying. Yet I must learn to accept this terrible thing that has come across my path. It's our way. At all costs, we must trust in divine sovereignty, even when, secretly, doing so is just plain hard. Am I alone in this? My sister was daring, truth be told. Mama sometimes said such characteristics in a pretty girl were a recipe for danger, and trouble certainly seemed to follow Susie during her last months. Losing her was bad enough, but my own guilt tears me apart, too. I've heard tell of survivor's guilt, when you feel responsible because someone you loved has died, and you've survived. But that isn't my guilt. No, mine is ever so much worse. Most times I'm able to push it deep down, where I can scarcely feel it, but every so often the blame rises unexpectedly. If not for me, Susie would be alive. Yeah, I know her death wasn't my fault, but if I'd stopped her from going with her friends that day, and I would have done so if I'd known she'd a mind to take dangerous risks, I could have saved her. I can only hope someday I'll be able to forget all of that. Forgetting Susie will be impossible. As for dear Mama, it seems she can't think on much else. All of us miss Susie's presence dreadfully, 
her constant whistling on wash day, as well as her cheerful, even mischievous smile while weeding the vegetable garden. Like she knew something we didn't. I dare say it's Rhoda and Nan, and myself, all of a sudden the youngest, who must help carry poor Mama through this sorrowful time. Nearly all her energy still seems spent on Susie. I see her pining in the set of her jaw, the way she shies away from social gatherings, longing for the comfort of silence, for her cherished aloneness. No doubt she yearns to talk to Susie again, to cup her freckled face in both her hands and hold her near. Sometimes I want to hug Mama and whisper, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. But she wouldn't understand, and my words wouldn't change anything. Truth is, Susie's gone. The ground holds...